At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the night. Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Monday night here from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. That gentleman right there wearing his green, thinking about all the green that he was about to make back in 1999 when he was drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But didn't get a, a chartered flight, unfortunately. I did not, <laughs> luckily. Save some money for the organization, though. So they yeah, well, it ultimately worked because I was in Tampa with family. I was selected by Tampa, so I got to shoot right on over to the facility. So <laughs> You were the first one there. I was. I beat Booger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a great week here in Las Vegas. Boy, oh, boy, we're seeing moves all over the market when it comes to the number one pick, something we have been discussing quite a bit. Uh, a new bet that I have placed today that I will let the people know about. Uh, in uh, in the NFL draft market. Add it to the list uh, for yours truly. But before we get into the NFL draft, let's get you updated on the NBA. And we'll start with the games in progress. Uh, just underway, Dallas and Utah right now at the Mavericks. Sean leading the Utah Jazz 18-13. to Dallas closed as a three-point favorite in this game. The Toronto Raptors, a nine-point underdog in some spots, actually in most spots, they are up 13 right now in the fourth quarter, Sean. They are. Over the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Well, you should have taken that cigar bet, Sean, because you would have been victorious. They uh, did not win a series in the first round. The game. They are gone. Sweep. Bring out the brooms as the Boston Celtics sweep away Kyrie and KD 116 to 112. And the Boston Celtics don't look now. Uh, they might be the best team in the Eastern Conference. They are playing tremendous defense. They've got some budding superstars, and they just swept the Brooklyn Nets. Well, I guess we're going to get, and it's not finalized yet, but it looks like we're going to get Boston-Milwaukee. Yep. Ah, feels what like, a series that should be. Feels like, no offense to Miami, no offense to Philadelphia, kind of feels like a Eastern Conference. Conference finals yeah, type of series. I would agree. But we've said things like that before. 
Uh, we will talk to JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our NBA senior analyst, later on in the show. Uh, get his initial thoughts on what could be. Obviously, there's no series price yet. But over the weekend, Sean, Milwaukee took care of business. They did. And your guy, Grayson Allen, from the great University of Duke, had 11 threes on 14 attempts as he was absolutely on fire. Well, it was a great weekend for Duke all around. I mean, Brandon Ingram is developing into a superstar. Kyrie so Irving Jason, was just uh, Jason swept. Tatum. Uh, I mean, but by a Dukey. So, I mean. <laughs> is that how it works? If we ever get Zion Williamson off the bench onto the court, I mean, we'll really be cooking with gasoline. Yeah, the Pelicans evening up that series 2-2 two to two last night. Uh, so, an impressive performance there. Uh, just keeping an eye on what's happening in Philadelphia. Under 8 to go. Uh, between the Sixers and Raptors and uh, Toronto, which was on the brink, still is technically on the brink of elimination, down yeah. three games to one. But to make this a 3-2 series and send this thing back to Toronto would uh, make it a little more intriguing moving yeah, forward. What, what, what I tell you, four minutes. So yep. we've still got about three and a half before we need to look. By the way, are you going to alert the people to my sweats? Oh, yeah, I'm please in a know. major sweat right now. Let us know. Uh, I have the Mets. It is the bottom of the eighth 0-0 game. The Cardinals do have the bases loaded, only one out. So I need a ground ball, double play, or infield pop-up. I'd like to get out of that inning 0-0. Also have the Astros. They just took the lead 2-1. I think they're in the middle of the eighth, if I'm not mistaken. So I need six outs there. So let's root Big King in and see if we can uh, – Get a cash a ticket tonight. I already, I already got the Giants home at plus 175 earlier. They won 4-2. Oh, they came back. Yeah. I think a little implosion in the bullpen. I saw uh, our friend and colleague Mitch Moss tweeting about the uh, <laughs> the bullpen situation for his uh, beloved Brewers as that was a, uh, a unique spot as the Brewers uh, playing the uh, San Francisco Giants in a one-off before I think the Brewers head back east just because of the games that were canceled. So the Giants coming off of a uh, a sweep over the Nats. Yeah, that's right, Sean. Sweep over the Nats. I told you they stunk. And they're, yeah. and they're vomiting on the field. It was, it's just I got bad more look. bad news. I don't know why they didn't pull this guy. I mean, this oh, it's 2-0 Cardinals. I mean, he just, he, he's pitching the contact in a situation where we need strikeouts. And, well, we need some help in the top of the ninth from the Mets' bats or the dream will be dead. Yeah. yeah but you got, uh, you got some nice uh, – Giants two in the eighth, two in the ninth to uh, to get that victory in Milwaukee earlier today. So there, all right, eleven point game, Toronto and Philadelphia, uh, Dallas hanging on right now early, early in that one, eighteen to fourteen. That series even up at two games apiece. Uh, so we will keep an eye on some of the uh, the props in that game. Donovan Mitchell twenty seven and a half, Luca with uh, his over under being at thirty. And a half in this game. Early returns on that. Luka Doncic with uh, two points, but uh, Dwight Powell. You bet him. He was feeling a little frisky. Dwight Powell. Well, he's already got eight points. His over under was set at eight and a half. So you're feeling, uh, you're feeling all right. All right. Let's give you the lineup tonight for those uh, fired up about the draft, and hopefully a lot of people have been tuned in because the majority of the things that we have discussed and given out in the show have moved one way or the other. Uh, mostly in a positive direction. But I still think there's a couple plays worth investment uh, because, you know, you're going to see some players drop, but this is going to be a, a wild, wild NFL draft. Uh, we're going to talk to Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus here 
in the next 10 minutes. We'll get his thoughts. I believe he has a late uh, mock draft out there. Jason Lock and Fora, CBS Sports NFL Insider, will join us. And uh, our good friend Bruce Feldman joined the program a couple weeks back talking about his mock draft based off of people he had talked to. He has a new article out on The Athletic breaking down all of the big-name players and getting quotes from position coaches in the NFL. It is a fascinating read, and we'll talk to Bruce. Always love talking to Bruce. That'll be at 8 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern. And then, as mentioned, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, will join us coming up at midnight Eastern. So, going to keep our eyes on the NBA. we got Sean Sweats going on. But you and I yesterday, Sean, mm-hmm. hosted the DraftKings or the, uh, the betting – NFL Draft betting preview presented by DraftKings. It was a mouthful. And we did that yesterday. Still at that time, it was Aiden Hutchinson. I put you in the seat of Trent Baalke like we have done before, the GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you stuck with the guy you want, which is Trayvon Walker. Overnight and into this morning, Sean, Trayvon Walker, who had continued to be odd, shorten, 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 shorten. Boom! He is now the odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick. Like, I felt, I feel like a month ago, he wasn't even on the board he wasn't. for a lot of people. He is, by the way, I yeah. believe he is the fourth favorite at DraftKings to go number one. Think about that. Usually, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, it was Trevor Lawrence. Right. Trevor Lawrence. I believe, if my memory serves me correct, I believe the favorite was Kayvon Thibodeau when it opened way back when, and then it went to Evan Neal, then it went to Aiden Hutchinson, and now we're at Trayvon Walker. I believe this is the fourth faith, fourth favorite. Sorry, Aaron. Icky Aquanu. He might have. He might have been up there. I thought. I thought it was Evan Neal. Was about. I mean, Icky Aquanu when Dane Brugler put him way back a couple months ago as the number one pick in his. Mock draft at the time. I think Ikki Aquano went as low as five to one. Maybe he became a slight favorite. I can't recall, but I believe this is the fourth, maybe the fifth favorite we have seen in this. This was interesting. If you had been someone that was invested in the number one pick over the last month and a half, you could potentially have double digit odds on Walker, Hutchinson, and Equanu yep. to go number one and be sitting there with three tickets. And I'm Pretty sure it's going to be one of those three players. So the rumor, so here's here's the latest rumors that are out there. Trent Baalke, the general manager, this is not a surprise, likes Trayvon Walker, mm-hmm. the Georgia edge rusher, the upside, the Alden Smith kind of you know ability, right? Guys that he's drafted in San Francisco. Shad Khan, the owner, reportedly, fancies Aiden Hutchinson. Doug Peterson, new head coach, is apparently intrigued with Ikki Aquanu, the tackle out of NC State. So who ultimately is going to get the say? That- hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That is what's fascinating. My gut tells me it's between Iki Aquanu and Trayvon Walker. That would be my gut right so now. So then you should run to the window then and get that plus 750 ticket. It's in there. I already have a plus 650 on Iki Aquanu, So I got you. You already have a ticket. Okay. Yeah. It, it, as long as it's not Aiden Hutchinson, I'm actually in decent shape because I, I didn't get Trayvon Walker at the monumental odds, but I ended up just felt like there was so much smoke. I took a little bite at plus 350 mm-hmm. just, just to have it. And uh, here we sit as, as he is the odds on favorite, but if, if it comes down to Doug Peterson year one, but a Super Bowl winning head coach and Trent Baalke kind of on shaky footing there, who gets the last say if there's really pushback here? I don't even know if I agree with the Trent Baalke's on shaky footing because he's still standing. He is. You know, he, he withstood the, the, the disaster that was Urban Meyer. He withstood the almost certainty of Byron Leftwich being hired and bringing his own GM with him. And here he sits. So I probably would bet Balky. All right. Trayvon Walker, now the odds-on favorite to be the number one pick. Been talking about Trayvon Walker quite a bit. We'll get the thoughts of Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus, who did a big feature on Aiden Hutchinson. What has he been hearing about the possibility of Hutchinson maybe falling to number two to Detroit? We'll keep you updated on the NBA as well. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Up and running. It's draft week here. On Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are for adults only 21 and over. Currently used tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Second quarter just underway. Dallas leading Utah 
26 to 18, while Toronto keeping Philadelphia at arm's length, leading by a dozen with 242 to go in the ballgame. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. The draft is here in Las Vegas this week. We will have extensive coverage. We've got our draft guide available at vcin.com slash draft. And a man who's been covering the draft has joined our program before, does great work over at PFF. He joins us right now. It is Austin Gale, the director of content at Pro Football Focus. And Austin, you recently, I think today, put out your most recent top 10. And you do have Trayvon Walker going number one. So at what point did you make the realization that it would be Trayvon Walker? Was it you know, based on the betting market, things you were hearing? What made you ultimately to say, say, I think it will be Walker going one to Jacksonville? Yeah, I think the chatter has been ongoing really since the combine that Balky is heavily, heavily interested in Trayvon Walker, a guy that's athletically very similar to Miles Garrett coming out, doesn't have near the production of a Miles Garrett when he was coming out of Texas A&M, but still similarly athletically, long arms, big frame, six foot five, two seventy two, and Balky in multiple drafts now has coveted arm length, specifically at pass rusher. So he's always been high on Walker. Then you have the Friday press conference with Trent Balky and Doug Peterson. And Balky says in that one, Aiden's a good football player. But there's a lot of good football players in this draft and starts to make excuses for Walker and his production. I think a lot of the signs are pointing to Balky's in on Walker for multiple sources in the league and also how he approached that press conference. And Doug Peterson, his head coach, is interested in supporting the offense and potentially grabbing NC State offensive tackle Icky Aquanu. Now, ownership, Shad Khan, and probably a the consensus opinion of the evaluators is probably leaning Hutchinson, but I think it's ultimately going to be bulkier Pierce's call. I think they're ultimately going to go with Walker or NC State offensive tackle Ike Iquano. And when I was writing up the mock draft, when Trayvon Walker was still plus 200 to be the number one overall pick, I was trying to find every legal betting book I could find <laughs> to bet because honestly, I knew the odds of flipped uh, early today. You know, it's interesting, Austin, and I'd be interested in your opinion on this. Why, after all of this time, has the decision still not be made? been made? I mean, there's been nothing that's happened over the last seven to ten days, you know, that they shouldn't have already uncovered, evaluated, double-checked, triple-checked. Why do you think there's still the indecision there? Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's as much of indecision as, as it is, like, conversation, right? And Aiden Hutchinson didn't even visit the Jaguars until – 10 days ago, I want to say, maybe 10, 14 days ago. So you're still obviously going through some of these 30 visits with these players. And then a lot of it's just conversations with your staff. Are you guys still in on Hutchinson? Have you met with his coaching staff? Have you met with his teammates? Are we, you know, when you're looking at the number one overall pick, you talk to everybody. You, know, you talk to his mom, his dad, his high school coach. You talk to all these people trying to really make sure you're vetting that process. And I think that's been a lot of what this has happened, but not until late have the media and obviously now the betting markets kind of caught wind of so bulky wanting Walker. And I think that's why, you know, this flipped so much, even though bulky's probably wanted Walker since February. So in the case and scenario where Trayvon Walker or Iki Aquanu go number one, is Aiden Hutchinson now a shoe in to be the number two pick to Detroit? Or are you hearing that Detroit, even if presented with Hutchinson as an option, could make another decision? Yeah, what's interesting there is you look at, you know, multiple books now have Hayden Hutchinson minus 200 to be the number two overall pick. And I think those are set correct. But there's another Detroit, Michigan native in this draft class I think could be in consideration. It's Ahmad Gardner. I think Ahmad Gardner, the Cincinnati cornerback, will be in consideration for the Detroit Lions if 
Hutch goes one or if he doesn't, just because I know they're really high on Gardner and view him as one of the best players in this draft class. And everyone's talked about Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan man, the guy who's from Michigan. No, Mod Gardner's from Michigan too. And he's, he's specifically from Detroit. And he's one of the best players in the class at a position that is very, very light. There are two elite cornerback prospects in that in this class, and that's Ahmad Gardner of Cincinnati and Derek Stingley Jr., whereas at Edge, there's a lot of high-end talent. I could see them considering Gardner. Is Aiden right to be the favorite, minus 200 to be number two overall? Yes, but I still think they're going to have Gardner in consideration. We're talking to Austin Gale over at Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore uh, Austin Gale, and he's got his new uh, most recent mock draft. So you mentioned Sauce Gardner. I want to go to... Derek Stingley, because last week, late last week, we had a lot of buzz uh, and there was some reporting that Houston really likes Derek Stingley. And it doesn't seem like he's going to fall to 13. So when you put out your mock, you have Sauce Gardner going to Houston at three, which I think makes some sense. And Sean, you said that you would be surprised if he fell past three a couple weeks ago. What have you been hearing, Austin, about Derek Stingley? Uh, What's his floor right now, in your opinion? And, And could he be going three? Uh, to Houston, possibly. Yeah, I, I do think Derek Stingley will be in consideration at three. I think it'll depend on how Houston views, obviously, those two top-flight cornerback prospects. I would not be surprised if they select one of them, whether that's Gardner or Derek Stingley. I think his absolute floor is seven to the Giants. I think the Giants, you know, I've talked to multiple people who are familiar with the Giants. They want to come out of those five and seven picks with one of those top corners, whether it's Gardner or Stingley. And I think the other pick that they have in there will be looking at offensive tackle or obviously pass rusher, depending on who falls to five. Talk once again to Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus as we inch closer to the NFL draft. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, there was thoughts last week that if it was Aiden Hutchinson going one, that maybe Thibodeau goes two to Detroit. Now, with the feels like the way the wind is blowing, that Trayvon Walker goes one, and Aiden Hutchinson more than likely lands two, at least based on the betting odds. Kayvon Thibodeau is interesting. His odds... Uh, are now you know over under four and a half. There's even a three and a half here at Circa, which I, I'm not sure if it still exists or if it's been bet up. Uh, he he's been one a mover. Some people think oh he he could fall all the way to nine to Seattle. You've got him going four to New York. How do you like that fit there with the Jets and Kayvon Thibodeau as an uh, going number four? I think it's a phenomenal fit. And we saw some buzz today that Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State edge defender, could be valued over Thibodeau mm-hmm. by the Jets at four, which I think would be absolutely absurd if that is true i don't understand any of the smoke related to Kayvon thibodeau and the off-field stuff and he has this big personality i think that's just ridiculous if Kayvon thibodeau falls to the seahawks at nine that is an absolute deal if he falls outside the top 10 it's, it's going to be one of those conversations we're having five ten years from now we're like what were we doing I, I don't understand why so much has been made of his off-field personality or even on-field personality and you know i think they're over exaggerated effort concerns and so until until the draft's over, I'm gonna keep saying it. I think the team, you know, where these unnamed sources are coming from, are teams drafting outside the top five, hoping Thibodeau falls that far. Because I just don't see how I just don't see how teams view him that lowly, knowing he's this high end athlete, knowing he's all, you know super explosive and easily more productive than Jermaine Johnson. It's comparable to Aiden Hutchinson in true pass sets. You know, it's interesting, awesome because if I had the fourth pick in the draft and I had Thibodeau and Jermaine Johnson sitting there, I'm taking Jermaine Johnson 10 out of 10. And it's not because wow. I think Kayvon Thibodeau's a bad player. I just think that highly of Jermaine Johnson. Kid went to Juco, went to Georgia, kind of got caught up in a numbers game there, came to Florida State, and I only had double-digit sacks, but also had 70 tackles. 
this past year. So he's a two-way defensive end, can get to the quarterback, plays with a high motor. I think Thibodeau, especially early, as he gains more weight, is going to be a rush specialist, meaning a guy that they have in the game, you know, in known passing down so he can utilize his one skill set. I think he's going to really have some work fundamentally and strength at the point of attack to defend the run at that level. But I do like both of them, but I would take Johnson over Thibodeau as well. Yeah, I, I do think you bring up, I mean, the concerns with his frame, I think they're legitimate ones, right? I think it's someone that has to add weight at the next level. I know teams want him to add weight. And for Johnson, you know, you look at his production, I double-digit sacks, seven tackles, and him transferring from Georgia to Florida State to get that opportunity, I think is indicative of just how talented that defensive line was at Georgia. The issues I have with Johnson is just in true pass set situations where RPOs, screens, and play action are removed from the sample. Didn't even rank inside the top 50 in the FBS and pass rush win rate. And also, you go to the game against NC State, Ike Kwanu handled them well, and that's obviously one of the best offensive tackles he's faced this past year. He had a really good senior bowl, tested really well. I think Johnson's still a really good player, and probably you know, I have him in my top 20. But still, I don't see him as a better player over Kayvon Thibodeau. I think, it's, uh, I think it's Thibodeau for sure. That's what's fascinating is I think a lot of teams are having these same internal debates yeah. because there's somebody sitting there saying, why would we draft Aiden Hutchinson? Did you guys not watch the Georgia game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so this was to be fascinating. I can't wait to Thursday, man. Hey, Austin, we got uh, we got 20 seconds. Wide receiver, who goes first? I think it's ultimately Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. All right, there he is. Austin Gale. Follow him on Twitter, stuff, at PFF AG. underscore Austin Gale. Once again, check out the podcast that he did. Uh, tremendous stuff with Aiden Hutchinson. Hey, Austin, always appreciate the insight, man. Absolutely. Thank you. There he is. Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus. We'll get you updated on the NBA playoffs. And once again, the latest that a CBS Sports NFL insider is hearing coming up in 20 minutes. Sean's excited about the New York Mets, too. It's the nightcap here on v alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Sean is hoping that Dominic Smith with a 179 batting average drives home some runs. Sean has the Mets Jeez. tonight as they uh, just they close your eyes and swing. Have scored, have scored a run down two nothing. Uh, they were entering this inning now two to one. Men on second and third. So a little single in the outfield. Sean gets you the lead. Good situation. Um, while Sean sweats out. Dominic Smith's pinch-hitting opportunity. The Dallas Mavericks own an 11-point lead over the Utah Jazz, 43-32. to And the Toronto Raptors, off of life support, now they get to go back to Toronto, down three games to two, an opportunity to even up this series at three games apiece against the Philadelphia 76ers, 103-88 victory tonight for the, ooh, what a play. Oh, he's safe. He's safe. Oh, yeah, he's safe. Two runs. Oh, he's safe. Yes. <laughs> Match lead. Match lead. Match lead. <laughs> Never in doubt. Wow. Wow. That was incredible. There we go, baby. That was... 3-2 uh, is never in doubt. Never in doubt, Sean. Never, ever in doubt. I think uh, we just saw a glimpse of what Jeff Parles and Dave, uh, Dave Ross are doing right at this very moment. As a ground ball to first, Paul Goldschmidt... Makes an incredible diving play, underhands it to the pitcher, but apparently 
Your guy, Donovan, uh, Dominic it, it Smith. It looked like, live, it looked like he beat it. Wow. He, yeah. just got, he beat it. Oh, yeah, he, he beat, beat it. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Headlong dive into first base. And why did I ever doubt Dominic Smith? Because you thought his batting oh, average yeah. was a good Good enough. job, buddy. Oh, good job. And we got both runs in. Both runs Not only scored. did the Cardinals pitcher not get to first base in time, he didn't react and turn around quick enough. So we got the second run in, too. Now Mets have the lead. Let's see if we can maybe add a run so we're not dependent upon this uh, bullpen. Oh, and he's safe at home. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Not even close. Oh, yeah. Now, in other news, the Rangers have tied it up 2-2. Who you got in that one? Astros. Okay. But what a. By the way, Lucas seems to be on fire. I don't know what his exact numbers are, but. I'll pull it up real quick. The big LD looks like he's having a big game. Luca right now, uh, that's with six points. Yeah, but well, just maybe those last couple shots then. He's starting to starting to get heated up. He was yeah. just fouled by Bogdanovich there uh, in an and one opportunity. 47-32 is the Mavericks. I mean, now, I mean, they were able to weather the storm, Sean, without Luka, right? Mm -hmm. They had these incredible performances from Jalen Brunson and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Maxie Kleber, and, and they were able to win enough. Luka comes back. They lose the first game with Luka back. But remember, this was a team that was, I think, a minus 50 favorite when Luka was thought to be healthy. So you would imagine that Dallas should based off the odds, should take care of business here. By the way, I just want to go back to something. Uh, Mitch Moss just uh, reminded us all that some books opened Brooklyn as the series favorite against the Boston Celtics. If you Dude, were quick enough. There were books that had Brooklyn as the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Yep. Like oh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Swept. This, no one's talking about this. This may be... I'm not going to say the greatest upset, but the most oh, surpri no. surprising finish of any team with major expectations I've seen. If you would have told me Boston and Brooklyn went to seven games and in a game for the ages in game seven, Boston won, I would have been like, okay. Well, think about, Sean, how this series started, right? I mean, you had a buzzer beater in game one. Jason Tatum catches Kevin Durant napping a little bit. Backdoor cut, layup. They Nets win by up one. 17 in game two and blew the lead. And but Boston, 4-0? I bought a lot of questionable things in my life, but I wouldn't have bought that at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I'm mad at myself because I, I felt like, you know, you looked at those odds and everybody was like, oh, you're getting Brooklyn plus money. This is, this is an intriguing bet. No, I like Boston here. Guess how smart I am. How smart are you? I took Brooklyn down 0-2 <laughs> to win the series. I mean, that's brilliant. But you got great plus money on it, baby. That's brilliant. Great uh, kindling for the fire. You know, I've never made a bad uh, bet before, so. By the I mean, way, it's 5-2 Mets. Look now. at this. A home run. Uh, there we go, baby. Man, Brandon Nimmo there going There we yard. go, baby. Never in doubt. 5-2 to two now. Yeah. If you had the cards, I mean. Gotta be frustrating, but hey, I ain't peacocking yet because we still have the bottom of the ninth. My guy Max Scherzer. Uh, but to update people, it was two-zero Cardinals, top of the ninth, two outs actually when the Mets made this uh, this run. By the way, Max Scherzer, seven scoreless tonight, tonight, two hits, ten 
strikeouts. Yeah, he was lights out. For uh, right now, the Mets ace, because Jacob deGrom's still sidelined. The Mets off to a phenomenal start to the season, much to the my chagrin. Uh, but yeah, maybe they'll find a way to mess it up. Even though Adam Jones is a big uh, Buck Showalter guy. Uh, and uh, Adam Jones, I'll just say this, uh, good friend of mine, good friend of Aaron Oster, a uh, host in, uh, in Baltimore, Glenn Clark, had Adam on his show on, uh, on, on Sunday. They played the clip from Friday night saying that the Orioles hadn't talked to him in four years. Got a little bit of uh, momentum there in the uh, old charm they city. They should take care of their former players, especially yeah. the good ones. The guy won five. Yeah. He was a five-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner. Yeah, that's what happens, man. Don't don't discount that these people aren't as smart as you think they are sometimes in these organizations, especially when it comes to alumni relationship if they weren't there when said player played. Because a lot of times you have turnover and everything in the building looks different, but there was you got to take care of your OGs. Apparently, I, I don't remember this, but I, I think when things were going bad, going south in Baltimore towards the end of Adam Jones's run in Baltimore, he turned down. They they had a trade in the works for him, I think, to go to Philly, and he said no because he exercised his ten and five rights, which is during the league ten years and playing for the same team for five years, you can veto any trade. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Apparently, that uh, was a cause for some bad, bad blood. So, who knows? But uh, that was fun. That was great to have Adam Jones in studio. Uh, he's, a, he's a stud, man. And uh, certainly had a hell of a career uh, in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk more NFL draft. Get the latest. Uh, you know, this time of year, having insiders is important. Now, you, you got to sift through it all because there's different reports out there. We'll, we'll kind of dive into some of the interesting nuggets that came out today. Uh, Todd McShay came out with a piece on ESPN.com talking about what he had been hearing. Tony Pauline uh, from uh, Pro Football Network has really done a phenomenal job, as always, covering the NFL draft, and he's got some interesting things out there, too. So we'll kind of sift through all of the rumors as the show goes on. But let's just take a look at some of the the updated odds, Sean, uh, as things have moved. So we have, uh, when you look at the current odds, Odds on April 6th, and then what they were about a month ago. Trayvon Walker was minus 160. He is minus 160, excuse me, now to go number one at DraftKings. He was 3-1 to April 6th. Back on March 10th, he was 20-1 to to be the number one pick. Aiden Hutchinson was the favorite, remained the favorite, and now he is plus 140. To go one, Iki Aquanu, uh, his odds dropped. Now they've come back up, uh, or down, I should say. Evan Neal doesn't seem like he really has an opportunity to go one. And Kayvon Thibodeau, also a very long shot to go one. So after having Austin Gale on, Sean, let me ask you this. BetMGM right now has Aiden Hutchinson minus 115 to be the number two pick. Would that be a bet you'd be willing to make? Yeah, because I think the only way it doesn't happen is if they decide to go Sauce Gardner. So you're basically saying I got 50-50 chance right. for this to be, to be right, you know. But you got to be convinced that Walker's going one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and I, I am starting to get convinced. So if, if Detroit announces any – okay, let's just say Walker goes one to Jacksonville. Yep. If Detroit – if the commissioner says anything outside of Hutchinson or Gardner – that doesn't also include somebody traded up, then I'm gonna just cut the draft off. I'm just, I'm just, 
slightly shut so it off and, and go to doing something else. Before we go to break and, and bring on Jason Lock and Fora and, and get his thoughts on this, Aiden Hutchinson, you like Trayvon Walker more mm-hmm. than Aiden Hutchinson. Yes. But you like Aiden Hutchinson, right? Yes. He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. And if you were Detroit and Hutchinson was available, Sauce Gardner was, everyone's available except Trayvon Walker, what would you do? Well, they just drafted Jeff Akuda a couple years ago. Third overall pick. Yeah, and that, I think that, that didn't plan out right. So they didn't really do anything in free agency. DJ Shark was the biggest free name, free agent they brought in. They have 18 players on their current roster that have one or two-year deals. So they're basically in a mold where they're just acquiring talent. So it'd either be Hutchinson or Sauce Gardner. It would just depend on my defensive coaches. If I was a GM, I'd give them the option. Either we're taking Aiden Hutchinson or we're taking Sauce Gardner at two. You guys convince me which one. Aiden Hutchinson walks in day one as the face of the lineup. Yeah, but Sauce Gardner probably has a higher grade as a player. That's fair. Yeah. Jason Lockett Fora will try to sort all this out for us next right here on the Nightcap. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only 59 bucks, you can get everything VEASAN has to offer now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily best bets in baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice through the Stanley Cup playoffs. NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and we'll have golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, all of it for you. You want the full VEASAN experience, which has featured daily bets, bet emails, every edition of Points Bet Weekly, only 59 bucks through July 1st, uh, 31st, that is, VEASAN.com slash spring. Alongside Sean King as the Mets get the victory, Sean. I am Tim Murray. Uh, let's head to Baltimore and bring in... Uh, Good friend of mine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, he is a host on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, but also, of course, a NFL insider for CBS Sports. A busy time for him. It is Jason Lockett for Jason, let's start with the number one pick because today in the betting market, we saw the shift. Trayvon Walker now the odds-on favorite to be the number one pick. Aiden Hutchinson shifting down. 
what have you heard? And uh, ultimately, come Thursday night here in Las Vegas, do you think it is Trayvon Walker going to the Jags? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've and trust me, I'm hardly the only one here, uh, and others have chronicled over the last, I would say really since maybe the beginning of this month, April, to now, this, this growing sense in the scouting community, uh, and really a sense among people close to some of the players likely to go in the top five, that this was not a slam dunk for Aiden Hutchinson, and that um, the deeper the Jags really kind of dug in on this, the more Walker's athletic prowess, um, the metrics, the the uh, the sort of feats of athletic strength and what that could mean and speed and that combination and what that could mean if fully unlocked on game day uh, is something they found in, in their analytics department as well as GM Trent Baalke found incredibly intriguing. Um, Baalke has long been a guy who's willing to kind of go out on a limb and do his own thing. He has played boom or bust stuff uh, quite often in the past, um, whether it was with the player's off-field issues or with the player's injury history or, or with um, a scenario like this where maybe the productivity doesn't in college doesn't match up with um, the athleticism that you think is there to fully unlock. So, look, I don't, I can't tell you I know what's going to happen here. I, I did a top ten last night that published this morning. I had Walker at one, as you, you guys noted, that it's now reflected in the betting markets. Um, if either player's name was called, I, I can't say I would be shocked, but I do lean into the proposition now that it's Walker, um, it's Hutchinson, and then for me, it's Evan Neal, three to the Texans. You know what's interesting about the production angle, Jason, is isn't that more a byproduct of just how good Georgia was? I mean, Jermaine Johnson sure. couldn't even get on the field. He had, he went to Florida State, you know, double-digit sacks, 70 yep. tackles, probably going to be a top-ten pick as well. When I watched the film, I thought the difference in production was the fact that Georgia's front seven was so good, yeah. it's hard for any individual to really just amass a lot of production from a statistic standpoint. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we have similar conversations about Jordan Davis, right? And while he did some special stuff in college – uh, you can't say that the productivity that the, the stat lines back up the numbers and the stat lines that came out of uh, what he was able to do physically at the combine. So, yeah, that, that, definitely that's a loaded defense. Um, they could get by playing things, I think, in certain ways that probably um, put more of an emphasis on overall team defense than any one individual getting this free run or that free run, or we're going to scheme up, you know, this twist and stunt for this guy or that guy. And that's part of the evaluation process, right? And, and figuring out, um, it all comes down to value. And if he goes first overall, it will be because the Jags feel like there's some stuff they could tap into with him that might just be superior to Hutchinson. Now, there's other people in the scouting community who would say they're over, you know, <laughs> they are probably overthinking this. And, you know, it's not like Hutchinson played in, you know, the Big South or something like that. I mean, it's still the Big Ten, and he, you know, wreaks some havoc. So it'll be a fascinating thing to document moving forward. Um, and look, to, if you gave truth serum to people in, in both these organizations, picking out one or two, 
they would love for someone to knock their socks off to move <laughs> up and, and take this and take this decision out of their hands. But it does not look like that's going to happen. We're talking to Jason Lockett for NFL Insider for CBS Sports with the draft coming up on Thursday. Uh, so you mentioned you put out a mock. You have Hutchinson going to two. So I don't want to waste well, just too much. the top. I yeah, only top, did the top, top ten. ten. Yeah. Well, I, so I don't. Want... I stuck in. I stuck in the commanders in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. You know, so JL... it ended up being an eleven. JLC, I want to. I want to know some names that you've been hearing uh, that might be slipping a little bit. What What are some names? I mean, one that has come to mind the past couple of weeks. We talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about it on your show, Kyle Hamilton. So, what are some names that you've heard that are, are that are falling maybe a little bit, yeah. uh, maybe than 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 more than we expected. I mean, look, could, could, like, I was just having this conversation with an executive about an hour ago, and he's sitting there with his team, and, you know, they're going over different versions of mock drafts. I mean, could, could Icky slip outside the top ten? I think it's unlikely, but you could come up with scenarios, especially um, if there are two quarterbacks, say, in the first eight picks, where maybe he's going – you know, I'm not look. I'm not going to go much further outside the top ten, but could that happen? I think it's possible. You know, Hamilton. I I think if Washington can't trade out, he's probably the pick, especially if a couple receivers are already gone. Um, but like, would he get past the Eagles? No. I don't think so. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, I guess if you thought he was a top five prospect then that's a drop, but he's never been cemented in my top 10. You know, like I've never been like, that's a guy who I can't imagine putting a top 10 together that he's not in. I, I really, for me, I felt like 11 to the mid teens has, has always sort of been his sweet spot. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who I think is really going to fall. What about, what about this name? I, I've, I've, Placed a bet on him over. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone says Sean that they they like Kyler Linderbaum. He's solid, but I've heard some you know maybe falls out of the first round. His over under is like twenty seven and a half. The, the center out of Iowa, yeah. you know, not really versatile, right? I've heard the center mm-hmm. the center draft. You know, there's some decent players at second and third round. So is Linderbaum a guy that maybe fallen, maybe even out of the first round? Have you heard? It wouldn't shock me. You yeah. know, he's a little lighter than some people. It depends. If you want a center who you really want to anchor, who you want to be a thumper, he's not your guy. Now, he's super athletic. He's super smart. But can he withhold and keep on the kind of weight some people are going to want, ideally, from their center? Um, you know, he's, he's, he's not necessarily everybody's cup of tea. You start looking, though, at that Arizona-Dallas area, and that's a couple of teams that um, – need to seriously think about their offensive line. Uh, I don't think he's a lock for the first round. I, I don't. I, I would say, though, like some of these over-unders I've looked at, like seven and a half for offensive linemen. I, I'm just not so sure that when we get into those the late-round picks that a lot of teams don't err on the side of offensive line. And I, I think it goes over seven and a half. And that can happen even without him being a part of it. You know, you throw in the Zion Johnson kid, you throw in a couple other, uh, you know, a couple other developmental tackles who people think have the upside to be long-term starters. 
And I, I well, just, Jason, just think Jason, how much need there is, you know? Who yeah. doesn't need an offensive lineman? Not to cut you off. Nobody cares about O-linemen. I tell Tim this all the time. <laughs> right, wrong, and indifferent. The draft revolves around the quarterback hey, position. Hey, Tim. He's asking me about seven. All right. I actually, you got, we got about a minute left. I actually have Sam Howell as my number one quarterback. I doubt if he'll be the first one selected. Who do you think is the first quarterback selected and where? I think it's Kenny Pickett, six to the Panthers. Really? I've thought that since the day the Pitt Panthers season ended. That I just think sometimes it is what it is. That owner is incredibly close to that program. That owner has listened to quote-unquote football people lead him through a meandering maze of, of misses and near misses and stuck with guys he doesn't really want. Um, I, I think I, they've got what, one pick in the first three rounds. They're not, they're not trading for Baker Mayfield. He's got, he's got Sam Donald. He's already got one overdrafted kid on a fifth-year option. What? <laughs> nah, he's not trying to fix anybody else's you know, misfit toy, broken toy chest. I, I think he wants his own guy. Pickett's probably the closest ready to play. Maybe they play him sooner than they should. Uh, but I, I think it's Kenny Pickett, six to the Panthers. Well, that would make me happy. JLC. Stuff, Appreciate Jason. it, man. We'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Any soon. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Any soon. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Any soon. I'll talk to you. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare